Ladies and gentlemen, it's now, it's now time for another Inside Word. With, uh, I'm David Harris and I'm CEO of Advice Evolution. And today, I'm, I'm luckily I'm getting to talk to uh, Corey Kovacs, who's, uh, Kovac, who is the uh, the first professional year graduate that we've had in Advice Evolution. Well, first one that's homegrown. So Corey's actually gone from woe to go with uh, Forbes Financial down in Adelaide. And um, he graduated uh, at the end of last month. And, uh, and uh, fortunately, I've got him fresh off the... Uh, <laughs> Fresh from graduation and uh, here in time for a uh, for a podcast. Morning, Corey. Morning, Dan. Thank you, <coughs> mate. Double. We'll start. We're going to run this a little bit like the Inside Word podcast because everyone's familiar with some of the questions and that sort of stuff. But I'm just going to go in a little bit more into some of the uh, the nuances with regard to your PY because you've had a pretty cool adventure in your PY, and I suppose being you know one of the first through there, you had to break a little bit of ground, and we appreciate your patience with us, especially with Advice Evolution, while while you did that. But mate, um, so let's start with the basics. Nickname and a little bit about you. No, I don't really have a nickname. So I have you know through school you have one. Um, just very close friends, cockles. Um, don't know where it come from, but um, not many people call me it anymore. Right. What about your family, mate? Um, where you from? Who's yeah. around? So from Adelaide. Um. Grew up in Adelaide, um, so I got a partner of about six years. I think we've been together, and a young son, about twenty months old. Wow! So, um, keeps me busy. Keeps me busy. Yeah. Okay. So um, you know that's good. Well, it's interesting that you're in Adelaide too, because Forbes is, um, you know, he's well, comes from uh, out of Adelaide, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He's um, York Peninsula. So, I um, going through that. So, what got you into this advice game? And when when yeah. was? Um, so for me, I had a career change. I um, used to be a truck driver, um, so it was a fair difference. Go back to school, did TAFE, um, then to uni to do the degree. So I just wanted to help people, and I felt that um, financial planning was a good way to do it. My granddad had done well from financial advice as well, so I know he values it. Um, so, yeah, that was a my link in, I guess. So when when was that? Oh, so I did my degree in twenty twenty. I finished, so that was three years. So eighteen, seventeen, somewhere around there, I started. So you started with Forbesy back in those days. So, so back then, but... no. So I um so I studied, just did full time study, wasn't working. Um, graduated, went to another financial planning place in Kent Town. Um, did about eighteen months there. And then, yeah, moved over to Forbesy just out of luck, really. Yeah, you definitely land on your feet when you end up with Forbesy. He's a good, uh, yeah. good bloke. So, I mean, don't, so don't, for the people who don't know, just tell us about Forbes Financial and tell, tell us where it is and what goes on there. Yeah. So we're in Modbury. Um, Neil has two offices, one in Modbury and one close to home in Yorktown. Um, he does it a week about. Um, most of the clients are mum, dad types of clients so pretty easy going as well so those of you who don't know you modbury and yorktown are just out of adelaide so they're in south australia <laughs> it's probably what you know you can understand Corey talks quite slowly it's uh, just one of those <laughs> south australian things <laughs> <laughs> so mate um let's get back personal now let's talk about beer wine or spirits um so it'd be spirits um johnny walker at the moment a bit of a bit of a spirits guy. I was like, though. So, do you have it with a mixer or straight on ice? And uh, I'm a, with coke, so a bit soft. 
the old black death. Now you get you opting down. So I notice these days with the spirits, people are opting for the no sugar, no caffeine, so they can have it before bed and they don't still get some sleep. No, not for me. Give me the caffeine. Give me the sugar. Yeah, old school, mate. Get it right. Yeah. <laughs> but what about now? Beginning at work time. What about coffee or tea? Yeah, coffees. Um, so in the office, we've got a coffee machine, so it's just a normal coffee. Use um, honey instead of sugar. Um, so yeah. Oh, right. Oh, that's interesting. So that's yeah. a, a very interesting one. So, I mean, um, apart from the fact that you have weird uh, coffee, I mean, what you, <laughs> give me a fun fact. What's a fun fact about Corey? Apart from being a truck driver too, that's a cool, cool fact. Yeah. Um, no, I think just family life now, so I don't really, I don't think I've got any fun facts for you, unfortunately. Oh, we would have heaps of them. <laughs> what about something solely there? So what size trucks did you use to drive? Yep, so just local, so it was um, MR, HRs, um, so medium rigids or um, heavy rigids, not um, the semis. No, no, nothing articulated? Nah, no. Nah. Going across to Perth or anything like that? No, nah, I wanted to, but um, yeah, never end up doing it. So, mate, having just having just graduated then, talking about, so <laughs> tell, me, tell me who's your ideal client? So when you go out to, so, you know, you, you know where you're at now. So who's ideal for you? Uh, I guess because I'm so new, it's still through that learning stages. I, I do enjoy, I guess, nearly the ease of it, of the mum-dad clients that are straightforward, but I guess you still want those challenging ones where, you, where you're learning and not using the same strategies. So, um, yeah, all about learning. So um, just on your PY, so when you yep. actually started, so you got into your PY, um, mm-hmm. when, when did that actually start? So I come on with Neil in... August started in September um, 22. Um, so then it took me, um, yeah, to now to get done. Um, I didn't pass the, I didn't pass the um, competency exam the first time. So there was a delay in three months there. So I had to sit that one again, but is what it is. That was that was actually quite a surprise for me because I know that you're quite, uh, you know, you, you're, you're quite a practitioner and you understand your stuff. I think that, that, you know, there was a couple of other guys in our group that failed their face year exam the first up. And, and the guys that they were were actually really smart. Mm-hmm. And I think they overthought the questions a little bit. And so, yeah, yeah it's it's an interesting, uh, the way that went. Because I thought with you, because you didn't have any baggage. Like you've come yeah. in really, really clean. So it was interesting to see that that happen. So after the phase year exam, so you do your, your pre-training prior to phase year. And after the phase year, you actually get appointed, don't you? Uh, yeah, you get a provisional advisor so you can see clients do those things, um, but just all the advice is still under your supervisor. So how was your first meeting unsupervised? So I did, I think I did a couple with Neil supervising, but me lead. Um, and the first one that I did solo was um, off the cuff a bit, because I think Neil, the meeting was booked. Neil was going to run it, but then he was sick, so I just had to run it. Um, but it went well. The clients were... I've met the clients before. Um, they were normally a bit of a tough client, but I think they went easy on me as well. So that was good. <laughs> I think that's one of the advantages of being in a family practice. You do you do get that um, I don't know that softness about the clients, and you think, and we always you know, we underestimate their care, the level mm-hmm. of care that they have for us, because we think we're charging them money to be here, but they still have quite a um, quite a level of care for us. 
So, yeah. um, so when you when you got out of that, like you you went back, sort of your eyes were sort of been rolling back, and you did you do you have a little bit of imposter syndrome sometimes sitting in your uh, in those uh, meetings? I have that. Most time you go to events, you have it. Um, yeah, I have it a fair bit. Yeah, it's, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting how that sort of rolls in because you've got to remember too that having been done your degree and done all the training, you're actually probably smarter on the finer details of planning than most advisors who haven't, especially the ones that haven't done a degree. But obviously, yeah. that experience thing you haven't got the same on. And look, I yeah. I find advisors have imposter syndrome right throughout like i would have 20 advisors who still think that they don't think they're good enough to charge a decent fee to their clients so it's yeah it's 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 something that's right through our um through our business but it's something you know you work with so i mean then i guess the fun bits so what what do you guys wear to work so forbes finance pretty quiet down there what's everyone wear to work so just dress tops bit suit suit tight um just not a jacket um so not too not too casual but not full business either no tie. Yeah, you're still wearing a you know a business shirt, which is uh, which is quite good, and you know obviously the tie in South Australia gets a little bit on the hot side as well. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so mate, what do you, so share share with me something that you really like about advising? Um, I think go back to that first point of I just like helping people, um, showing the value that I guess the easy one is saving tax for clients. It's just um, leaving more money in their pockets. Um, yeah, just helping people get in front and. I guess even with the clients that are just about to retire, that a lot of them are. I don't know if I can afford to retire, and then you do your model and you go, "You'll be right." Like you can see that there's longevity in their funds. They're just panicking about nothing really, and it's good to um, clarify that for them. I um I remember when TTRs were just coming in, and uh, the first time I learned when I was advising, I learned about TTRs, and I you know the first client I did, I sort of saved them something like thirty thousand bucks a year in tax. Because, yeah, and I love my job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, and that can that can help. So, um, mate, how do you guys charge down there? So, when you when you're charging your clients, are you guys asset based? You fee for service? You're some sort of hybrid? What's the yeah? <clears throat> I'd say it's hybrid. So, um, it's we do flat fee as a number, but we do base it pretty well on um farm, and then depends on if there's a lot of contact with them those sort of um, um, quirky bits of some clients. Um, but, yeah, it's a little bit based on fun, but then, um, yeah, so I'd say hybrid. So do you get much pushback? Have you ever had a client push back and say, oh, no, Corey, I'm not paying you because you're, you're the PY, right? I'm not paying as much? Um, so I haven't had it for myself because I, I always put it out that this is Neil's fee. Like, I'm just sitting in front of you. You're still Neil's client. There's no change for you guys. Um, there's been a slight increase this year and I haven't had any pushback in that way. Well, that's great. Yeah. And look, and that's that's something I was sort of interested in to see, whether, you know, how the clients actually accept the fact that they, yeah. you know, and do they, you know, they don't feel disappointed that they're talking to you and as opposed to the, the qualified advisor? I think yeah, it just depends on the client. I think we've had one client, um, he's actually, a, you know, a, a cheaper sort of client, but feels that he should be treated as your top client. So you do have those sort of ones. Um, he pushed back on the client meeting, so uh, we had to shuffle his date. So Neil was in the meeting. Um, so you you will get those, um, but most of them. Look, we've got some of those top clients that have done their meetings, and they're still, they're fine with it. Yeah, I suppose, and that's the thing. If you're walking in and you say, "Look, that's fresh eyes," I mean, I'm straight yes. out, fresh eyes. I might see something that Neil's missed over the years, then it's good to get someone else to read that data because 
you know, Neil's been looking at the same data for quite some time with these clients. Like they've said very long-term clients, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, they are. So, mate, this is a big one for me. How many appointments a week? How, yeah, many, so, how many do you do? But more so, how many do you reckon you could do? I So we're in a growth stage. So um, the week that Neil's here, we I sit in, in all meetings, some I'll direct, some um, Neil just runs as normal, but I sit there and do all the work through it. Then the following week that Neil's not around, that's when we use the week for me to do the meetings. And I do between two and five in that week. Um, but yeah, I could do a lot more, but you just need to build slowly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So you're doing mainly reviews or are you doing some new business as well? Um, so all new business, <clears throat> we do the meetings together. Um, I'll do all of the power planning in-house. Um, but yeah, so I guess it's all reviews at the moment, um, but all new clients are joint anyway. Now, I suppose that the number of strategies that you've done is probably quite small at this point, but what's the coolest strategy that you've been involved in? Um, I guess the the most beneficial to a client would be a tax, uh, a soup, sorry, a Centrelink strategy. So moving funds from one to the younger spouse and get them the full age pension um, for five, six years or something and run with that. That's always a good thing, isn't it? And it just, yeah. and your clients really appreciate that. They just go, wow, yeah. I wouldn't have even thought to do that. It's, um, yeah. it's, it's, it's an interesting one. So, I mean, um, what keeps you busy when you're not advising? What uh, you know, what do you guys do on the weekends? Obviously, the 20 month year old, you've got a fair amount of activity at home, and uh... yeah, so just, yeah, it's just keeping him entertained. So, do swimming it every Saturday morning, and you know, just entertain him is our life. <laughs> so, yeah, just 20 months old. Yeah, it's getting good. Um, been doing it for probably six, seven months. Um, so yeah, try and get him water safe as early as possible. That'd be pretty cool though too, and you say because they they probably love it so much as well. Yeah, yeah, and just the learn like everyday learning that they have. Then with swimming, watching um, progress through there over the six months is huge as well. So if he's been swimming for six months, he, was he walking? Was he walking before he was swimming, or swimming? <clears throat> nah, the the first few months of this what you call swimming is really pushing your kid around the water, and they sort of dabble their arms and kick their legs and. Don't really do a lot whereas he was walking i think about nine ten months old um running around not long after and so he yeah gets his arms and legs kicking and floats in the water and bits and pieces so does well it had to be good for their muscle development i think too hey young so now man are you going to come to brisbane um so that's on neil so you can query neil on that one but i do think we are coming to brisbane um I think Neil and Joe like a good, I think if you want to get a trip, talk to Joe. Like she's uh, yeah. Neil and Joe, they, they, they don't mind a good conference. Yeah, yeah. So I think we are coming up, but just need to confirm it. So, mate, if you didn't, uh, if it wasn't uh, wait at Neil's discretion, mate, where would be uh, a place that you'd like to go for conference? I think um, I think Brisbane would be one of the bigger ones anyway. So you're doing it. You've already been to WA. I'm not really fussed about Sydney, Melbourne, um, and you did um. The Philippines last year, so that would have been good to get over to. But next time, <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, Brisbane, yeah, you, you're, I think the uh, the Crystal Brook is uh, is pretty cool. So, mate, talk me, talk to me. Went so, how's this all going to work out? What's the what's the future? What's the next few steps for Corey? Yeah, so for me, I think it's um, just building this um, naturally here and bring on more clients. So yeah, just stick around with Neil. Um, 
<clears throat> coming, yeah, just build forms more planning and yeah, keep growing that way. So, I mean, um, have you got any tips then for, you know, we've probably got six or seven people who are in or about the PY system in uh, in AE at the moment. Have you got any yeah. tips, like anything that you'd, you'd say, well, gee, guys, make sure you do this or, you know, I forgot to do that or I'd like to do this better or spend more time on something? Um, for me, I found it all very easy to go through. I think the most, not even difficult, but time-consuming was the logbook, just keeping that up to date. Like, it's not hard, it's just, frustrating to do sometimes you'd forget it for a couple of weeks and now you're scrolling back through your email what did I do on that day what did I cover so that was like an inconvenience more than difficult um, and then probably just making sure if you want to try and get the um, PY done in the year just trying to get the um, exam prep um, better or I don't know I don't even know how to I ended up doing an external course to help me um, get through the second time. Whether it helped or not, I don't know, um, but I passed the second time. It's such um, a bizarre exam in that they give you virtually no feedback to tell you where yeah. you were, where you were deficient. And I, yeah. I, I just, that seems a really unusual way to educate people. But I suppose it is an assessment as opposed to an educative uh, tool. So when you finished your PY, yeah. in your honest opinion, do you think you were ready? Um, I think I was probably, for our client base, I think I'd probably be, I could cover off 80 to 90% of any question for the types of questions that we generally get. Um, and if I get a early one, I'll either say, you know, I'll get back to you after the weekend, um, like after the meeting, and I'll figure it out for you and get back to you. Cool. Well, Corey. <laughs> been really cool to hear about your journey and see how it's all fitting in Forbes Financial. I look forward to um, to having a drink with you in Brisbane when you get up there. But from, from all of us, especially the AE team, mate, congratulations on achieving this and thank you very much for spending this time to talk to me. Oh, that's right. Thanks, Dave.